this episode of What's Up With Ward, we spoke with Kimberly Phillips from Canton, Detroit, an area so nice that people don't even have to lock their doors, or at least not the time of this recording they didn't. Kimberly shares her story of losing a job during COVID, her joy of being a massage therapist, and how she's able to remodel houses from the rooter to the tutor, right here on What's Up With Ward. Once again, you're listening to What's Up With Ward. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And to our regular listeners like Dr. William Earl Newsom, salute. Again, my name is Wardy Ward, and the man with the plan next to me is Trey All Day in the building. What's going on, Wardy Ward? You know how we do, just another black man caught up in a mix trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Hey, uh, so we got a great show today, man. We're going to hear from a phenomenal woman who's had a variety of careers. She's a loving mother, a great grandmother, all around wonderful person. She's known as some as uh, Ladybug Diva, but most call her Kimberly. Kimberly, welcome back to the show for the first time, for the second time. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for inviting me on the show. And I'm glad to be on. I know we had tried to do this back a few months ago and it kept getting postponed, but I'm here today. So thank you. Yes, yes. Glad to have you and glad you took time out of your busy schedule to to bless us with your presence. So let's just just jump right into it. So tell us how where are you currently residing at and where'd you grow up from? I grew up in just a little bit about that background. Okay, so right now I'm currently residing in Canton, Michigan, which is like a suburb of Detroit. So born and raised in Detroit, um, you know, all my life, um, with the exception of a few years, I had moved out to Las Vegas in uh, 2017. And then I came home um, to stay this year, uh, 2021, the top of 2021, like February. And um, basically because of the COVID situation and, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of jobs. I was working at the Mirage Spa out there in Vegas, but, you know, all of the casino resorts had to close down and shut down, you know, so there wasn't any work. And so um, it's actually a little more to that story, but I'll kind of get back into that later. But basically, I came home to kind of regroup here. And so I'm back and going to be staying here for a bit. Okay, but we gotta hit the pause button for a second. Well, now she mentioned she's from Canton, Michigan, outside of Detroit. So I, I gotta ask this all important question: Where you know where I'm going with it? You know where I'm going. Take it, take okay, it. Okay, okay. So, are you green or are you blue? I just need to know because we going how you answer is gonna determine how this interview is gonna go. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Choose wisely. Well, I don't know what all that means, but I'm definitely with the go green. Go oh, white. Lord, I'm a Lord, party. Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> Lord. Party all day. Well, well, I don't know Trey. I don't know like Trey. You, like you said, I'm everybody. sorry, Trey, but I, I definitely um, went to uh, Michigan State for about a year, and I graduated from Cass Tech High, so they was already green and white, and so I just kind of transitioned over. But I will root for uh, the uh, Michigan, you know, Wolverines. See, when, she, can't even, she can't even say right. The, uh, the, uh, right. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. not my team. Well, it's not my team. Well, you know, Ward, everybody's got a story. I guess everybody's got a story, so, too. Okay. So, they yeah. they still Michigan, so I still represent Longest Party at Plan. 
Just say go move one time and we'll be all right. <laughs> Trey got a Michigan shirt right now, don't you? You you know I do. You know what okay, day you, you know what day it is. Trey. You go ahead and represent. Yeah, okay, I sure will. You know what day it is. So <laughs> so uh all right. Let me go back to that Canton thing. Now, Canton, isn't that like the, the, the rich area of Detroit? I think I've heard some, uh, I don't know, a few millionaires in there. Is that what that it, is? It's one of the nice areas of Detroit. I mean, mm. Birmingham is also considered like one of the richest um, cities in the country, actually. Um, okay. So, um, and that's actually where we'll probably get into that later. But that's where I was looking for work um, this week for um, doing massages because I'm trying to regroup here, like I said. And so the spa that I'm going to be working at is actually in Birmingham, Michigan. And that's definitely one of the top cities in um, in Michigan, Beverly Hills. But Canton is definitely up there with them. So, OK, it's, it's I not see. A area. I, I'll put it like this. We can actually leave our doors open. Um, you know, like we don't have to lock our doors. My wow. sister lives out here, too. And, you know, if we go to run up to Walmart or something or we go run some quick errands. And we forget to lock the door. We come back. Everything's just like it was. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, okay. Well, okay. Well, I hope people ain't listen to the show. Who, uh, don't, don't, there. don't make any well, they don't have my address, so. <laughs> they, they don't have my exact you know? address. So. Okay. All right. We'll make sure. It's nice. Though. Pretty. It's green. It's lots of parks. So, it, it is a nice area. So, thanks for asking. Okay. So, uh, we just got to find Canton. Just get up there. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> next question. As you said, you left Vegas during the, the COVID. So you were doing massage work in Vegas? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I've been a therapist for 23 years. It'll be 23 years, January okay. of 90. I started January of 99. So, yeah. So um, that's been my career, but for the most part. But I have dibbled and dabbled here and there. So, like, I basically, when I, when I came home, basically, I came home last year, March of 2020. I came home March 4th. Mm-hmm. And I got here, you know, basically to come home to see my daughter and my granddaughter and my family, my sister and, you know, other family relatives. And then when I was here, that's when the whole COVID thing kicked in while I was visiting. So wow. my plan was to go back to Vegas. I had my ticket scheduled to go back March 15th because that week, that Monday, the 16th, we would have been starting March Madness. And y'all know about March Madness. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. like a big deal in Vegas, you know? So, you know, we would have been, that's like money week, you know, money month, because the players are, you know, coming out and then people that are betting and things like that, you know, they're coming out to the spa and people are spending money. So I was really disappointed. So when they called, they called that Friday, which was the 13th. And they had a big conference call um, from my job and they were saying well you know the job is going to be shutting down on Monday so you know wherever you are you can just stay where you are because a lot of people were out of town Hawaii and different places that people were visiting um, that were off work that week and like mm-hmm. me I was on vacation and so I was like wow so I guess I'm just going to stay here and plus you know they didn't want you really getting on and off the planes and so I ended up staying in Detroit for five months I got stuck basically and I'm not, but it was a, not a bad stuck. I mean, I was with my family, okay. and so um, so I I went on back out to Vegas like at the top of August, you know. So I I was there from March to August. Went back to Vegas. My parents actually live in Vegas, so that's what even prompted me to ever go out to Vegas in the first place mm-hmm. to um to try my hand out at massage there because I had done massage in Michigan my whole career, and then I was like, well, let me go out here and you know 
check this industry out. And so that's how I ended up in Vegas in the first place. But so now I'm like, okay, well, what's going to happen with the job? And so I said, I'm going to go back, you know, to Vegas and like, you know, try to figure things out. So I went back the 1st of August. By the end of August, the 29th, 30th and 31st, that weekend, uh-huh. they, the all the um, employees at the Mirage, they had um, informed us on the news that um, it was like maybe 17,000 employees that got let go in mm. one weekend. And so um, I had coworkers that had been working at the Mirage since it opened like 30 years, 29 years were let go. So I knew my little job wasn't going to be held, you know. So I was like, wow. So then that made me say, well, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what am I doing myself? I've been doing massage for years. And, you know, like massages in my DNA is like, I know that like the back of my hand. No pun intended. It's like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my heart. That's my love. I mean, it's a passion. It's something I, you know, really enjoy doing. And so it was really like heartbreaking in a way because like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, how am I going to work? And so I said, well, I, I got to figure out what else I can do. And I said, well, what else do I like? And so I had always watched HGTV for many years, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. always infatuated with the whole, you know, fixing up the house and, you know, how they would flip the houses and stuff like that. And so I watched all different kind of channels, you know, um, Joanna and Chip, the, you know, the Property Brothers. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You got like, you name it, like different ones that had like that daughter and mother team. I can't think of it in there. Oh, Good Bones. Like there was mm-hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. but just lots of them that I watched and over the years. And it was just like a kind of a like untouched passion. I was like, well, maybe I could try my hand in real estate. So a week after I got the news, I said, I'm going to um, sign up for an online real estate class. So I did on September 6th. I signed up and I did a Michigan online class because I was like, well, if I can't do massage out here, I might as well go back home eventually. You know what I'm saying? So I said, I, I'm going to take the course for Michigan because if you take a real estate course, it's designated by state. So mm-hmm. you have to choose which states you're going to work in. So I said, well, I'll likely be going back home. So I'm going to pick Michigan. So I did the course and I finished it in what three months. So by December, I was done with the course. Does it normally take three months to do that, or or, is it, or do you just like really every quick student? It's, it's at your pace because it's an online course, and they give you the whole course outline. Like really, I had up until this year to take it, hmm. and so I finished the course like early December. But then I had to take a test, so hmm. you have to take an actual. The the course gives you a test, and okay. so I studied for a few more weeks, and then I end up passing that on December 29th. So. So um, that date is relevant because um, this year, you know, I came home, like I said, in February. So basically, I'm, I got to go back a little bit. So, OK, I passed the test and then I was like, well, where am I going to, you know, how am I going to get a job, you know, when I go home to Michigan? Because as a real estate agent, you have to work under a broker. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. So I started calling a couple of friends and a good friend of mine um, at the time. Her name is Nikki. And she um, said, well, do you know this brother? He's a, um, a real estate guy and he, he's real, doing real well in real estate. And so she gave me his name and number. And um, so I reached out to him on, you know, Instagram or whatever she had said, you know, hit his page on Instagram. And so she had given him my number and, you know, kind of vice versa and said to reach out to each other. 
So I did. And so um, I text him or whatever and said, my name is Kimberly. And um, my friend Nikki told me about you and I'm going to be um, finishing up my real estate course. And I wanted to see, you know, if I could find a broker to work up under. And he was like, I'll, you know, get back in touch with you the next day. And so he did. And so that next day he kind of gave did me an interview over the phone. Hmm. So that went okay. really well. And so he said, well, when will you be coming back home? Because I let him know I was in Vegas still at the time. And so um, he said, when will you be coming back? I said, I'll be I should be coming back um, in February next year. So this is still December now. I'm talking to him. And so he said, um, he said, "Okay, cool. Well, when you and I said, of course, I have to take the uh, state exam. And once I pass that, then I would be able to start working with him and he would have trained me and stuff like that. So. So then I did, um, you know, he said, well, check out my page. So I got on his page and checked out his page. And so I followed him. And then when I followed him, there was another person that started following me. The real estate um, guy, Taylor May Renovations. Yeah. So, okay. so okay. that's so. how I got connected with him. And so from that, I end up saying, well, let me, because normally when people follow me, I don't just follow people back. Cause it's like, well, who are you? I don't know you. You're a stranger. So it's right. like, mm-hmm. I just kind of like, kind of list like, well, if they want to follow me, they can fine, but I'm not, you know, going to follow them. But in this particular case, I tapped on the page and I said, oh, he's involved in real estate. So that piqued my attention right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let me um, look at his page. And I seen that he was into renovation work. And I said, I'm going to reach out to him. And so I reached out to him on a DM and, you know, you know, introduced myself. My name is Kimberly. Um, I just finished a real estate course and I noticed that you had started following me. So I wanted to follow you back. But I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, your um, ideas about um, renovations and things like that. And I kind of expressed to him that I had an interest in it and that I'd watched HGTV over the years and to see what he could share with me. And so he sent me a, a DM back and was like, oh, sure. And he said, and thanks for the follow back. And then he was like letting me know that, um, you know, he would reach out to me that next day or so. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was like, cool. And so he said, well, and I said, well, should I, you know, reach out to you on the Instagram? Because now how the Instagram has the phone chat. Yes. And I yes. said, mm-hmm. yeah. So I said, should I do that? Because we hadn't exchanged phone numbers. And I said, or. I said, Ardu, would you like for me to um, give you my phone number? And he said, well, either or both or something like that. And so I just went ahead and I said, well, here's my number. And then he sent his right back. And so that was that. And so then a few days later, he ended up contacting me. And so um, we talked all, you know, shop about real estate and stuff like that. And so then I found out that we had a familiar association. And so um, I said, well, yeah, I said, well, you sound like a pretty cool person. And he was really talkative and, you know, friendly and stuff. And so I said, well, yeah, I said, well, you can, um, you know, anytime if you want to call, even if it's not about real estate, I said, feel free. And so that kind of spawned from there, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. so I end up coming home in February and um, I took the test. I got off the plane February 17th and then I took the test on February 19th. So I had already pre-scheduled it to okay. take the state exam. And um, I really should have waited because, you know, the nervousness when you're packing and you're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get ready to come home. And right. I was like trying to make sure I didn't forget stuff. And I wasn't really focusing on studying. So I came home and I took the test and I really tried to call them like the last day before and I was like 
can I reschedule it? And they said, well, you should have called us 48 hours. So I really should have called the day I got off the plane. I called them on the 18th and it was like, you, it's not like 24 hour. I thought I had a 24 hour window to like reschedule it. And so they said, well, if you don't come take the test, you're just like, basically, um, you know, it's forfeit basically. So I said, well, I already paid for it. So I said, I'm just going to go on and take my chances and take the test because what do I have to lose at this point? If I don't go, I'm definitely going to fail. And if I go, at least I can try. Good point. So, Good point. Yeah. So I went on down there and I, I went and took the test and um, I was in there like the whole time. And then it was funny because it was wintertime, you know, and mm. I hadn't been driving in the snow in forever. And so it had been like, you know, a long time. And so I was used to the Vegas weather. And so when I went ahead to drive over to the place where they were giving the test, I got lost and, you know, turned around. I had to use my GPS. And so I was running late. I was the last person to come in. And they was like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll still let you take, you know, they was like, you can still come in and take the test and everything. So, you know, they make you put your phone and you can't have anything so that they can make sure that you don't use Google or you don't try to use no kind of help to try to pass your test. So you have to put your coat, your purse, your phone, everything up. And so I finally get a chance to go inside to um, take the exam and others were already in there. So I get my little headset and they sit me down where I'm taking it. And I just, you know, I went for it. And considering that I hadn't had a chance to really study, I didn't do terrible. I I got 66. You needed 80 to pass. Mm. And so I missed it by 14 points. So I was like, dag. So, but there was this other guy that came out after me. And um, and I said, did you pass the test? Because he was parked right next to me and I was getting ready to pull off. And he um, he was getting in his car. And I said, did you pass the test? And he was like, I, I've got 78. I said, dang. I said, oh, I, I would have been test. kicking myself. That's a tough I test. Said, it is a hard it's test. It's a tough test, though. Seriously, it is. Um, but I was glad I missed it by 66 because I would have been really mad if I had missed it by two points. Because I'm like, to get that close and have to take it over, it's like, I mean, that's like a slap in the face, but the test is really hard. I've talked to several people that have taken the test or, you know, that know someone that's taken it. And a lot of people have to have taken it at least twice, if not more, sometimes three. I I ran into one person said they took it 13 times before they passed it. Mm. And so I I didn't feel bad, but I said I still wanted to pass it. So after I ended up not passing the test to do the renovation stuff to work with Mr. Taylor, I didn't really have to have a license to do that. So that's how I kind of got involved with working with him. And so he was basically teaching me the ropes of renovation and doing, um, you know, mainly just watching him work. Basically, I was kind of like, he was like my mentor and I was just kind of like his protege, so to speak, somebody just watching and learning. And then, um, or I would call myself a sous person, you know, like you have a sous chef, somebody Mm -hmm. like in the wing and I pass him this or I hand him that. But he was teaching me, the first thing he taught me was how to paint. And then he's teaching me how to lay towel and then how to grout. And um, basically those were the main things I did because a lot of the work that he does is heavy. It's really Mm -hmm. heavy duty work and it's more so for a man. And that was one of the questions that I asked him. I said, well, do you have any other ladies working with you in this work that you do? And he only had one person that worked with him, but she mainly just painted and she could like lay towel 
and um, do grout, just like what he taught me to do. But um, a lot of the work, I could see how to do it. Like I learned how how he would put up drywall. I would watch him do the work and see how he did it. I didn't put up any drywall, but then you would mud over the drywall, like mm-hmm. to basically seam all the, the, the drywall together. And then you would have to sand over that. And then you do the paint. Okay. So it's like little steps to it. Or like say somebody had some damage done and a hole was in the wall. He would put like this mesh thing over it and then mm-hmm. mud that mm-hmm. so that mesh mm-hmm. would fit. And then you again would sand that down and then you would paint over it. So <laughs> it was a lot of things like that that I learned how to do, but I didn't necessarily have to do myself. Let me ask this. I'm, I'm kind of confused. So you yeah. got a real estate license and yet so you're doing the construction of houses? Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I actually start following um, Mr. Charvez, I don't know if you know him, he's C-Miles Realty. That's the person that my friend told me. He's a broker, so you could work up under him. So when I went to take the state exam, had I passed it, I would have been able to work with Charvez, but I didn't pass the exam. So in lieu of that, I was like, well, I can still do the renovation because I don't need a license to do that. Mm-hmm. And I had already kind of contacted um, Taylor May based on me um, just reaching out when he had um, followed me. And I said, oh, I don't normally follow people back. But because he was involved in that type of business, I said, oh, this would be someone interesting to learn some other things about. Because that really was the thing that intrigued me on HGTV all along anyway. Uh-huh. So the part with Charvez, I would be more so selling real estate. The part working with Taylor it was more so working on fixing the houses or like doing renovation. So, yeah, I saw a lot. Of, I saw a lot of work you had did. So you obviously are good at this. But my question is, do you like massage therapy better or do you like doing the house renovations? So that's a good question. So, as I said um, in the earlier part of the interview, um, I'll be a massage therapist. And I and I even told this to both Taylor and to Charvez when I was speaking with them in terms of working with them. As they asked me about it, they said, well, are you going to still want to do your massage? And I said, well, massage is in my DNA and I'll be a therapist till the day I die. So that's all. It's like a given. That's always going to be no matter what I'm doing. I'm going to always want to do massage. So I said, but I do want to learn this and commit to it. So um, I actually missed doing what I do as a living. But because at that time I really couldn't do it, it was kind of like, well, I just was trying to find something to do with myself but actually working with Taylor and doing the renovations and then not passing the test um it made me really realize how much I missed my work what I actually do yeah Mm -hmm. so 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 where are you at now which one are you are you doing massage therapy now or that's that's a good question too so so now I what I did is recently I had started looking for work again in massage because I said I really miss what, you know, my work. And I was, you know, even telling Mr. Taylor that I was like, I really miss doing what I do. You know, this this is, is a part of me. And um, I said, I got to get back to it. And actually, I'm going to tell you what kind of prompted that. Because Mr. Taylor, he actually has a bunch of clients that he works with, you know, work sites. And so he had got this thing together for me in August mm-hmm. um, where he had like 10 clients of his who he had serviced and he wanted to give them a gift. So the gift was a massage and he paid for it. 
So he had me set up at a at a hotel where I had a whole room to my you know self that I set up with all my massage stuff. And so I called each one and he gave me the number to each one of his um his clients and I called each one and set up appointments and so they each came in and got massages. And so, which was really nice. And um, so yeah. I got a chance to service, you know, all these different clients and he paid for their appointments. And, and it was like over a three day weekend. So it was like, you know, I had like three one day, three one day, and then another four, like it was two sets of couples that came the next time. And yeah. actually Charvez and his wife was uh, one of the couples that came because he had serviced their home. And um, actually I had helped him service their home. Also, I had did some painting um, for the work that he had did with them. And so um, ended up having a chance to actually work with them, which was nice. And um, so that kind of got my juices going when I did that that weekend. It was like August 15th through the 17th or something like that. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, this was so fun. I had a great time and, you know, meeting his different clients and stuff. Some I had already worked with and some I was just meeting for the first time. But it was just really great. And it just, it was like being able to merge both what he did and what I do together. And mm-hmm. so um, that was really fun. And, but then it really made me feel like I got to get back to what I do. Because even though I like what I was learning with him, that's his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he does. And he has a passion for that. Me, I'm a therapist 100%. So I started looking. Um, so I got me, sent me some resumes out there and stuff. I picked out some really high end top, you know, places that I thought would be nice to work here in Michigan. And I, I just did about maybe three or four interviews this week. And um, actually, I only sent out four resumes and out of the four, all four responded to me. Everything nice. was five. And then out of those four, three, I did actual interviews and what we call auditions or practicals where I go in and actually do a hands on massage. So um, the first two that I did, they offered me the job like on the spot before I could even leave. And each time I had to say, well, I have some other interviews. And, you know, I was very diplomatic, but very, you know, professional and cordial with them. And I said, you know, I just, and they was like, well, when will you be able to let us know? And I said, I say, well, you know, um, once I'm done with these interviews, I have a few scheduled down the week. So maybe the first week of November, I'll be able to let you know yay yay or nay and I've never been in that position where I apply for a job and then I'm actually getting to pick who I want to work for Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. never happened (laughs) (laughs) but the thing I think what really is is that after I worked in Las Vegas um it just really boosted my resume up in a way that it never would have got done in Michigan because even though I have been doing this 23 years that four years of experience that I got in Vegas, I worked at the um, World Series of Poker, you know, doing casino massage. I worked at Caesar. I worked mm-hmm. at Treasure Island. I worked at Trump Hotel. I worked at the Mirage, you know, and then I also did like other freelance um, work for this company called PMI Professional Massage um, Inc. It was like a company that they would send you out to different um, hotels and I worked at Planet Hollywood like just different places and you go in with your chair and you do the massages like on on site like people were right, right there in the casino and they're gambling and so you would massage the people at their table while they're gambling or they could come to you at the chair and get a massage so I did so many different things there 
mm-hmm. that you know you would have never got a chance to do in Michigan and just working for so many um, upscale spas where it's like high end clients coming in and just VIP people like I did massages at people's rooms you know they would send us to their rooms and we would do massages in their rooms it was just like a whole nother level of what yeah. I do so how would you so, ask let me ask a quick question how would you uh compare the clientele in Michigan versus the clientele in, in Nevada, in your opinion? There's no, it's hands down, like a Nevada's way outshines um, the clients here in Michigan. I'm just saying from a, I've worked in both. So now don't get me wrong because I definitely appreciate my clients that I have worked with over the years here in Michigan. Cause I worked at Tamara's spa for like 10 years. And I even actually worked at Beaumont because I was a medical assistant for a short time. And I actually went while I was there. I got this. um, It's called Oncology Hospital Massage Mm -hmm. Certification. So I worked with even hospital clients doing massage. And the thing is, I can compare each one. Like when I worked in the hospital, the clients, the patients there, to me, it was the most rewarding experience as a therapist from the feeling of appreciation. When I say the patients, because they're sick or they have some kind of ailment or whatever it is. I worked with people who were even in hospice at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So and they tell you, even though the people can't respond to you, they can hear you. And so you always want to dignify them with their name when you walk in the room and still, you know, you may only work on their feet or you only may work on their hands and arms and shoulders. But. I worked with people that were just had just delivered ladies who had just delivered a baby and they were, you know, um, just coming out of, you know, their um, prenatal or, you know, post-op, I should say. And it was like just the appreciation, like one person I worked on, they had had a hip surgery. So if your person have a hip or a knee surgery, you work opposite because you don't want to move anything with that bone or joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that side that, that was worked on because it could take it back out of socket so you want to go to the opposite side so just that kind of stuff like working with people in the hospital was so rewarding because the thanks and the appreciation that they gave you it was just like thank you like they weren't mm-hmm. expecting it it's like mm-hmm. they don't that's not something that happens every day at the hospital so that was the most rewarding experience from appreciation my clients in Michigan I would say were the most loyal because you get repeat clients in Michigan. When someone likes you, if they like your work and they like what you do, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. And and that's what I experienced here. In Vegas, you're going to get more upscale clients because people are on vacation. It's the luxury for them. They're coming to spend money. You know, they want to come and luxuriate and vacate, you know, so those people you don't see again because they're on vacation. They're not necessarily going to come back into that same hotel and they're not going to necessarily come back and see you. So that's the difference. But as far as the, the level of clientele, I would say um, that Vegas, you know, definitely because you, you I, I worked with rich people, people. One, I have some stories, man, that I could tell you from Vegas. Um, one thing working at the Mirage, um, I had an opportunity to do a um, massage with uh, what's his name? I, I'm having a, a brain fart. Um, Comedian? Uh, no, 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 no. I can see his face. He's a singer. Um, black or white? He's black. Hmm. Him. It was him and his wife. 
Starts with a T. P. P as in Paul? People writing? No, no, T. A young guy, young guy. Okay. I don't know why I'm having this brain fire. Ooh, this is okay, a tough one. She I'm got me stuck. He sang with um for a little while with um Dang on it. I can't think. I can't think. He must not I be too famous. <laughs> oh, he's famous. I'm 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 gonna kick myself after I after I uh, figure out who what his name is. But um his wife's name is Zena. I can remember her name because oh, I wow. did her massage. And um yeah, be wondering. Yeah, he's an R and B singer. But Tevin mm-hmm. Campbell, he's no, 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 not nobody back in the day like that. Can't be, can't be. Um, um, T, Mr. T. Oh, okay. No, no not Mr. T. Come <laughs> oh, on, he's a, he, he redid Maxwell's song not too long ago. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, finish tell us the story about it. What, what, so what anyway, <laughs> that, but I'm just saying that he's a VIP. Like he was doing a um set where they were taking him all around all the different MGM hotels because Mirage is a part of MGM. Mm-hmm. And so they took him and his wife from different hotels and like restaurants that were all kind of affiliated with the whole um, the whole MGM experience, if you will. And so um, we, I, I was just fortunate because I was there at work that day and one of my um, supervisors and my boss was like, would you like to come and do, you know, this little, um, it's like a little commercial set if you will and they were going to be you know videotaping you know each part that they did like the restaurant and then the part where they came to the spa and then if they did like a little helicopter ride like they was just like doing little spots and so I got a chance to be a part of the massage and so they came and um had their little you know set up and we went to the room and and did their massages Okay. So it was really nice. And um, that was a great experience. And then I had another experience. I, I'm just having brain farts. I can't. It was another celebrity. He was a um, Pistons um, um, basketball coach. And I didn't know who he was. But, you know, whenever people come to get a massage, you always ask them, well, so where are you from? You know, that's just like the automatic question when you're working in Vegas. And so, and um, he told me where he was from. And then I said, I was from Detroit. And he was like, oh, you from Detroit? He said, so do you like the Pistons? And I said, of course. And so um, he said, well, I used to coach for the Pistons. I said, really? And so um, I'm bad with names with this kind of stuff. And I can't <laughs> remember his name either, but he was really tall. And I, and I, you know, did a massage for him. He got a, a what you call a hundred minute massage. So that's kind of almost like a two hour massage because uh-huh. we do 50 minute massages there. And he got a hundred minute massage. And, you know, with the Mirage, the way it's set up, you know, they automatically have a gratuity. It's a 20% gratuity automatically incorporated with the price with uh-huh. the service. So they automatically have to pay that. This guy, I came out from the massage after doing his massage, and um, he gave me a $200 tip on top of everything else that he already had paid. Because mm. he left it, you know, they go to the men's side, and then the women go to the women's side. And so the the um, the young men and the women that actually, you know, take them to their locker rooms and stuff like that, they're called like a spy girl or, um, you know, spy guy, the guys that kind of carry them over there, and they say, here's your robe and this and that. So um, they are like attendants. And so he came out and he said, well, this guy left you this. So it was surprisingly like a shock to me, but I was very thankful. 
And um, I was like, wow. I said, he was really impressed. I said, that was really, that made me feel really good. And then there was this other guy that was not really famous at all, but he was rich. And so he got a two-hour massage too, just like that. And he had came and um, he he got his massage. And while he was on the table, you know, people kind of talk sometimes. And so um, I said, so what do you do? You know, and he said he he dealt in dirt, so land. So he, okay. he, he bought like lots of land. That's what he did for a living. And he was from Georgia. And so um, he told me as he was sitting on the land on the table as I was doing his massage, he told me at some point, you know, that um, he wanted to live to, you know, be as old as his mother. And I said, well, wow, how old was your mother? And he said, well, she lived to be 102. And he said she was born in the 19th century. She lived through the 20th century and she died in the 21st century. I was like, wow, amazing. So she lived to be 102. And so he said um, he was 82. I said, wow, you look every bit of 60 something. He did not look 80 at all. And he said to me, and, I, and I've and i been doing massage a long time. And so I, you usually can tell just by working on a person's body, like you can tell if a person has good tenacity or good elasticity to their skin and, right. you know, time to their muscle. And it kind of can tell their age. But this, this um, it was an older white man, but he, he did not look 80 anything at all. And I said, wow. And then he said, well, you know, I get massages um, three times a week, every other day. And he said, and I've been doing this for 40 years. I said, what? And so it shocked me. I was like, that is amazing. And he said, um, when he got done with his massage, you know, he got, you know, I said, well, you're all set. And then, you know, and I get ready to, you know, let him know I'm walking out of the room so he can get dressed. And then he comes out and I get ready to walk him over to the gentleman's locker area. And he goes, um, he was like, well, if you're ever in the Georgia area, you let me know because he said, all the massages I've got, you're in the top 10. And this is a man that get massages every other day for 40 years. And he wow. thought that I was one of the top 10 massages that he'd ever experienced. And he also gave me an additional tip on top of the money that he already had to put with his service anyway. So those were like three experiences that I had that I feel like stand out for me. Um, I have experiences in Michigan, too, where people that have come back to me over and over and like where I worked at the spa, they didn't want me to leave. Like Mm. it was like, I mean, I literally worked up to the day that I left. Like when I was in Michigan, my plane was like March 3rd or something for me to come to Vegas to start working. And I literally worked up to March 2nd because clients that knew I was going to be leaving and gone, they was like, well, can we get, can I get in with you on this day? So it was a high compliment, you know, from even people here that I have service for years and, you know, was like, we don't want you to go, but it was like, well, we understand. Cause of course, you know, they want to see you go back, do better and, and excel in your career if you have the opportunity to do that. So it, it's just been an amazing ride. And, and basically now I'm back and I actually got the job at one of the places that I applied that, you know, out of the three that actually um, gave me an offer. The fourth one, she's been so busy. She she She's called me in and I spoke with her, but I haven't been able to do a practical with her. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, if I have a chance to do that, it would be another option. She would be my second option. But the one that um, offered me the job, which was what, Thursday? Yeah, I went to that interview a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and um, it's called the Revage Spa. So it's definitely a very high-end, upscale spa 
here in Michigan, in Birmingham, Michigan. And I think, you know, it'll be a great place for me to work. Um, they they really were receptive to me when I did the girls um, practical. She kind of had a stone face. So I kind of she she didn't want me to know how they were going to decide because the other two places, like I said, they offered me the job like right on the spot before I even left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I got to see what the other, you know, places are going to say. And then I'll call back. But when I left out of that one, I kind of actually felt like, I wonder, did they like me? You know. <laughs> so that's what you want, right? <laughs> and that was the one I want, right? Uh-huh. And so when I got out of there, I got in my car and pulled off. And so I'm driving. And the girl that I did the practical on, she had to go and report back to the person that actually did my interview. So her name was Lisa that did my interview. She was the person I talked to. And the person that I did the practical on, her name was um, Emily. So I was like, well, I don't know if Emily is going to really report back to Lisa. (laughs) How's that going to go? So at any rate, as I'm driving home, before I could even get far away from the spot, Lisa called and she said, oh, Kimberly, you left already. I wish you had a step. I, I didn't know, you know, that you were left, that you had left. And I said, I didn't know you were there. I would have loved to have meet you in person because she did my interview on the phone. So um, I was like almost ready to turn around just so I could go back and meet her. She said, well, we want to offer you the position. Um, she said, Emily said that you were amazing. She said that you were very professional and that really there was nothing that we could really add. In other words, she's, she was like, there's nothing we really need to train her on. We don't really need to teach her anything. She's ready to go now. And that was her explanation because she said they fill out a little card that they hand to um, hand off to the HR person, which is Lisa, to say what they think if you should hire this person or not. And she said that she wrote on the card that um, she's amazing. Hire her. So I said, that was really great. So I feel really good. I'm going to be getting back into, you know, what I do, what I really do and excited. So. Okay. Wow. They sent me a welcoming letter and everything. They sent me a welcome email. And so I just got to basically go through my little particulars and do the orientation and all of that stuff. And then I'll probably be starting within another week or two. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that came. That came full circle for you. So, wow. Yes. That is, yeah. that's a, a great story. I'm glad you shared that with us. Uh, what we're going to do now, since we found out a little bit about the massage world here and about the uh, renovation of homes, we're going to do this part called Getting to Know You. We're just going to ask okay. you just a few questions about you, just to pick your mind on that. And then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. All right. My first question is, what's the best advice you've ever received? Mm. Well, um, I think the best thing that you could, well, I don't know who, who might have told me because I, I really don't look at advice based on the person. I just look at it on the content. And and so really just doing what is best for me, what's going to make me happy. Um, and something that I'm learning recently um, that, that I can say someone recently told me about a, a, a good friend is setting boundaries, mm. you know, setting boundaries because, and that's really a good piece of advice for me um, because of the fact that I'm a really giving person and a loving person and a nurturing person. Um, it's just a natural part of my personality, being a mom, being a grandmother, being the oldest of my siblings. I've always been in that role of helping, you know, helping my mother 
And I sometimes can be too nice, if you will. People have said, you know, having that people please syndrome. And sometimes I don't set my boundaries. And even in relationships, you know, with with me and I've been married before and I, you know, have my daughter's father who I was with but never married. And so, you know, and I've had relationships since then. And it's like sometimes you can be on the giving end to the point that you don't know where to stop, Mm. you know. And so having a boundary set can it's like a way of not saying no to them, but saying yes to yourself, you know where you're not really so much trying to hurt someone else's feelings, but just saying, I have to do this instead. So I'm learning how to do that. It's not so easy because it's so easy for me to fix something when something something is wrong or if I see someone that I love have a problem, it's like, okay, just do this, you know? Okay, well, I'm going to just take you over here and we're going to just do that. It's just like, let's just fix it. I'm all about the solution. But sometimes you have to step back and let people figure out their own stuff and 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 work on you. Mm, you sound like you're talking about something specific on there. We need to get that on the follow-up show. But yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we can do a follow-up. I'll be glad to answer some more questions. But that that's really something that I'm going to work on this, this, you know. I say this year because my birthday recently passed, September 30th. So you know how people say January, they're going to start the new year. But my year started the year I was born. So, you know, I'm a month into my year now because today is what? Uh, October 30th. 30th, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I just feel like, um, you know, my year is starting now. And so, this is something that I want to start doing for myself, you know, is just to put some boundaries in place and just learn how to say no in a nice way. Just say no. <laughs> I think Nancy Reagan said that back in the days. Go yeah, ahead, that worked real well. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, then, what's one food item that you love that, that no one else actually likes? Mmm. Well, I'm a big juicer and I, I'm big into healthy stuff because, of course, me and a therapist, you want to be able to set the example. Mm-hmm. So um, I do a lot of things that, um, you know, to contribute to my health. So he, there's this one thing I um, make called Hillal tea. It's made with a lot of different herbs. It doesn't taste great, but for me, I, it's an acquired thing. and It's like you just do it because it's, it's good for you. But then sea moss is another thing I came across like maybe last year and I I make it, you know, I'm I'm into making sea moss for other people. I sell it sometimes and um, it it doesn't really have a great taste, but sea moss has like 92 of 102 minerals that we need for our bodies. So I, you know, I make it and I gel it up. You know, you you have to like blend it up, gel it up and let it like refrigerate. And then once it's ready, you just scoop it up in a spoon. You can put it like in a smoothie or you can make salad dressing with it or just eat it straight off the spoon. So Hmm, that's something that a lot of people don't like. Like my daughter, she's not big into being healthy. And um, so she's not big on stuff like that. But the other thing is like my green juice. Like I know a lot of people are starting to get into green juice, but I started juicing when I was like 32 and I'm 52. So I've been juicing for like 20 years and it, it was definitely something that was an acquired taste, but it's something that I love, you know, it's just, it's clean. And once you get used to eating clean and drinking clean like that, like fake juice that you buy from the grocery store is like, to me, it's like syrup. I, I can't get used to that anymore because my palate is, is used to having something that's real. So that's something that I love that, you know, Sometimes other people probably wouldn't be into that, but that's me. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Well, with that being said, we've come to an end of another great show. So awesome. uh, we're going to have to say goodbye next time, but we want to thank our esteemed guest, Kimberly, a.k.a. Ladybug Diva, for sharing information about rehabbing houses and massage therapy work. We hope that you definitely will follow with us again. And uh, definitely let us know if the doors are still unlocked in your neighborhood. Go and go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and a final thought, uh, we just want to say that anyone can be confident with a full head of hair, but a confident <laughs> bald man, now there's your diamond in the rough. Again, my name is Woody uh-huh. Ward, and he's Trey all day. And thank you to Kimberly. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much. All right. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Peace.